I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the JB's Low Tech Podcast. America, we're number one in a lot of things. Here's one that we're number one in that we definitely should not be obesity and maybe my guest can help some of us shed those pounds here next on the jb's low-tech podcast our summers are so short in minnesota it can be easy to forget about important safety measures and when extreme heat is involved safety is even more critical here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones including your pets safe and comfortable one remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air condition as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast, prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. As I stated earlier, uh, this country is number one in a lot of things, and some are good and some are bad. And one of the bad ones is being overweight and uh, not working at it. Well, today we'll ha- we have somebody who I think will motivate you to take those steps to become the better you or the better us that we all want to be. And her name is Olivia Fish. How you doing, Olivia? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. <laughs> Not a problem. Boy, let me read some of Olivia's uh, credits. Uh, she has a master in exercise science. She is an accredited Perform, uh, performance enhancement specialist, certified personal trainer uh, through an organization, NASM. What does that stand for? National Association of Sports and Medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I should have known that because my minor <laughs> is um, was coaching, which came out of the School of Kinesiology. So, um She's a certified uh, yoga instructor, instructor through the Yoga Alliance Association and holds certification, certifications for health and life coaching through CHECK. Did I pronounce that correct? Yep, uh-huh. The CHECK Institute. Uh, Paul CHECK runs that institute. He's a 
very well known in the industry. Yeah. And she's also so nobody try to go at her. She's she also holds a black belt in international kung fu. And um, and she also teaches personal safety and assertiveness. Wow, <laughs> that's just that's just the start of your list. How and we'll <laughs> get into how you get how somebody gets all that done. But she uh, she has helped thousands of people uh, transform their lives, and is passionate about helping others achieve a, a lasting change through healthy habits and fostering joy, which is, a, I'm going to tell you, that's an interesting way of um, <laughs> uh, attacking uh, weight loss. Yeah, yeah. In, <laughs> in 2022, she received the Achievement and Service Award for Kaboom Coaching and has been recognized in her community as an exceptional coach. Her... Uh, uh, her signature live, which is short for Olivia, correct? Correct, yeah. <laughs> Empowered program has been praised for being refreshing, fun, educational, engaging, inspiring, inspiring. She provides practical tools, techniques that give value to her audience and methods for lasting change. And she's also a top uh, best-selling author with the book, Lose the Weight, Create Your Healthy State, and also runs a successful coaching uh, business. Whoo, Olivia, how do you get wow. this done? When you put, when you put <laughs> all that in one spot, man, it, it, I'm, I'm tired, too. <laughs> no. It's, it's good. Thank you for, uh, thank you. That was, that was, that was beautiful. That was like, that was a nice summary of a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was reading through all that. It's like, how does, and a lot of people say I'm busy. <laughs> and I looked at that and went, uh, no, I'm not even close. <laughs> so let me start off things with, um, this, this question. Um, how does one eliminate the dead weight? And that's emotional and also physical. Yeah. So I, I think that when people are wanting to make big changes in their life or transform or grow, change a habit, they think that they are supposed to add things on to their life. And by adding something in, like, a yoga class or joining a gym or getting an extra workout in, adding a new diet, that these things are going to help them succeed and reach their goal. So I talk about the first step in the process to empower your health and to create your healthy state is to eliminate the dead weight, which is the process and the step of clearing out the clutter and what you already know is not working. And that needs to become our first step instead of thinking we have to add things on. And sometimes that emotional weight is 
a conversation that you know you need to be having with somebody for over a week, a month, a year, 10 years, an apology. It can be uh, letting someone know that they hurt you. It's, um, it could be where you've got, you have not cleaned out your car in, in three years <laughs> because of COVID. And right. you're just like, man, I have not yet cleaned out my car. It's just the small things of, of thinking, wow, I really don't want to be eating these chips at midnight every right. night, but here I am again, mm -hmm. right? And when we can start to eliminate the dead weight, meaning listen to our true nature, our intuition, our body, our gut, and allow it to show us what's not working, that is going to be able to set us free faster. So how can a, not having a conversation like that really hold us up? I mean, I find that to be interesting, that, you know, maybe not having a, you, you know, holding something back or not getting rid of something. Mm -hmm. how, how does that really, you know, releasing that, how does that get us going? Yeah. So why it's so important and why it holds us back is that it ends up coming out in sneaky ways. So if you've got a load, Say the load is you had abusive parents. Mm -hmm. Say the load is, you know, your ex-husband cheated on you. Um, you have a kid that's suicidal. Whatever your load is that you're carrying around. We all have things that are hard and challenging in our lives. And that's just the truth of it. Nobody gets a free pass. Right. But it's how you're carrying that load is and how you're approaching that situation and that person and how authentic and honest you can be with them is what sets you free. So it's not about having to change that, that person. It's being honest with the new boundary you need to create with that person. And it's also about being able to communicate effectively that aspect that needs to be said. And sometimes it requires a lot of vulnerability to be able to access that. But when you are being truthful and you have those hard conversations or write that letter or just speak in a way that is true and honest, you're no longer stuffing that weight. And you're carrying that load differently. It's actually a, a way to set it free. So that you can show up for yourself more authentically. So sometimes we carry our hurt around and it becomes our baggage. But when we're honest, we're not needing to numb, distract, and use cheap substitutes like social media and non-food and sugar and alcohol, whatever your <laughs> sin of choice is, right. to, to distract yourself. So. That's why it's so important. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we, we're all carrying, like you said, carrying both weights, emotional and physical. And you, um, I went through a 45-pound weight loss at one time, and I've been pretty much able to keep about 40 off. Mm -hmm. So um, I quite understand. I, I really started eliminating 
<laughs> I hate to say it, some people in my life and some mm-hmm. things in my life and just kind of focused on me. Um, so that leads me to asking what are the things that should be important in your life to help you with that? Well, first, I just want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. (laughs) That's not easy to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that nobody can tell us, tell you what's important, but I have a sneaky feeling that everybody knows what's important if they make time for themselves. So I guess I would say to that question is, can we get honest with what we're truly desiring and prioritize those desires, show up for that work that has to just be done to get the experience we want to have, whether it's fostering a really loving relationship with your child or losing weight or cultivating a healthy lifestyle or making more money whatever the goal is, okay, if we can get honest with what we actually are wanting in our life without being so attached to the result, that is the the trick of the game here in life. This is how you actually are able to reach your goal. You set your intention so high, but you're not attached to the outcome. You're not attaching and fighting and forcing your way to get there. It's an embodiment of it. So when it comes to reaching your goals and being in a healthier state, for example, I think the most important thing we want to get really honest about is, can we just admit to our dissatisfaction with where we are at? And then are we, are we open to realizing we're going to have to prioritize ourselves in a different way in order to carve out the time and knowing that our commitment is most likely going to need to be far greater than we expected it to be to get the result we want. And I think that in the past that has been thought of as selfish, like a selfish act. But really I think it is the most selfless thing you can do when you know that it's from a place of, wow, when I take care of me, the whole world is benefiting. Right. Right. When I take care of me, uh, I'm a better person. I'm better in my relationships. I'm able to contribute to my community more. So it's from the place it's coming from. You know, it's a place of, wow, I'm going to really accumulate here. Or am I going to, like, really, am I, am I trying to accumulate all this wealth and all this health from just me? Probably not. <laughs> You're doing it in the, from a place of saying, wow, I'm going to really spread this love all over. And connecting back to our connecting back to your why in that way of like, why are you taking time for yourself and, and, uh, you know, maybe carving out two hours in your schedule just for you, uh, per day, you know, just for you, like for play, for pleasure, for health, for let me check in with myself and see what I want to do. That is where we have to head that space of ownership of our lives and what is actually important to us. And we need time to do that. We need space and time to make that happen. Uh, you were talking about uh, achieving goals. Um, is there a way or how can somebody recognize if their goals are maybe too lofty and mm-hmm. maybe too unattainable? Is there a way of recognizing that? 
Well, I might have an answer you might not like, but I think that um, <laughs> I I think that we actually, as a society, as individuals, need to set the bar so much higher. <laughs> I think people are walking around making really boring goals for themselves, and their goal is like. God, if I can just lose 10 pounds or, you know what, if I just had another $20,000, I would be really happy or whatever it is. It's like not big enough. It's like I want to just get healthy so I can play with my grandkids better, you know, right. something like that. And this is not sustainable. It's not enough for some people. Some people it is. It's enough to get there, okay? But for most of us, there is more that we are have been too afraid to admit that we are actually desiring so much more. And I actually think that we have to name those things to ourselves and admit that dissatisfaction to ourselves, like I was saying, and to other people and community that, that it's safe to do that. So that we can actually get there faster, we need to be we need to be achieving our goals faster. <laughs> and I think that you know, well, only eight percent of people are reaching their goals every year. And if that goal is tied to weight loss and taking care of your health, that number goes down to two percent. So now ninety-eight percent of people are walking around not reaching their weight loss goals, their health goals for the year. Uh, I don't think this is due to unrealistic goals. Okay. Okay? Yep. It's due to boring goals. Right. That are not in alignment with what we are truly desiring. Does that make sense? Yeah. makes It makes uh, a lot of sense to me. And as we continue through this conversation, I'll tell you why it makes a lot of sense to me. Beautiful. Um, also... Um, some male listeners may be listening to this and saying she's talking about dealing with emotional stuff so this is only a women's thing should they be thinking that way I think that we have not allowed space for men to be vulnerable they have to make the money and take care of the thing and be strong and masculine and have everything together. And we have not given them enough space to uh, show their feminine side, their yin, their receiving yeah. side, their, their, uh, their ability to be held, uh, to feel safe to be held and to receive. And so I know a lot of men would, you're right, correct. They would be feeling like, oh, this is something else. <laughs> this is not for me. I'm going to opt out of this one pretty quick. Right. And there's a, it's an interesting thing happening where, you know, if you are calling yourself a man in this world today, you are most likely not connected to your feminine side enough. And if you're calling yourself a strong, ambitious woman in the world today, you're most likely also not connected to your feminine enough. 
And that's because we are, we are in a society where we're very masculine dominant. We're masculine in nature. We're told to make the money, get the love, work hard, get after it, take empowered action, make it happen. <laughs> and there's, the feminine is like receiving, feel, breathe, slow down, do less and be more of what you're wanting. And if we can find the balance, like know which one you are. Because also there's a lot of people walking around in their feminine, too, there's too much feminine, there's too much yin. And that turns into languish and laziness. So we need both. We have to have both. And so if each, anybody listening right now can just take a moment and check in and say, hmm, which one do I, which one do I carry more of in my being? Which one is easier for me to access? Which one is safer for me to be in this world? And how can I bring in the other one a little bit more? That is what is actually going to get people their, their results and their, their experiences that they want to have more. Yeah, I, um, I alluded earlier that um, I was going to bring in some information or some things about myself. And um, doing my weight loss I was starting to, I was doing things such as, you know, my son had moved out. Uh, I was a single dad. Um, was starting to do things for me, like running and um, dating, you know, nothing serious, but dating. Um, I got into, uh, you know, smart cooking, not, you know, the stuff that, eating the stuff that he liked but and mm -hmm. he's 32 and thin as a rail now and whatnot but eating stuff that I like but also knew that was good for not only myself but for him and just um, recognizing past pain in my uh, childhood and and dealing with those things and um, mm -hmm. And just letting go a lot of pain and also divorcing myself from people who were causing pain. Yeah. You know, and it could be like, you know, I, I was playing on three baseball teams at the time. And, you know, that, that was too much. And I was very involved with one of them. And that group was giving me a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. and it was like, no, I just need to, you know cut some weight and um and feel better about myself so those are the things that i were mentioning was i on the what was it was i on the right uh path i think that that's right on i think that you know it's hard to set that boundary when it comes to people especially people who we're close to and to you know start to literally eliminate the dead weight. <laughs> we only achieve greatness through proximity of who we're around, right? right? And so if you want to level up in your life or feel like you are wanting to, uh, you know, even just like get into making more money through real estate, it will be really good to be around a lot of people who own multiple houses, for example, right? Like you want to be around a lot of people who own lots of houses and if that's the goal for you. And so... I think it's hard to do. It's hard to say, you know, 
no to people and have to disconnect with people who are um, no longer resonating with our frequency we are stepping into. But I think it's such a necessary requirement and it takes a lot of courage. It's not easy to do. So my question to you was, how did you even, what happened? What kind of support did you have? Or what mindset shift happened so that you were able to do that? Uh, first of all, I just thought I needed to. Second, there was, uh, you know, there was health thoughts. You know, I do have hypertension. It's a genetic thing, but, you know, mm -hmm. that was a concern. Um, and one day I just looked and I looked at a photo and just said, I don't like what I see. Yeah. And it's just time. It's time to do something. Mm -hmm. The old belly mm -hmm. was a little bit bigger than I wanted it to be. And the other thing was, I was, um, clothing wise, I was heading in a direction I didn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was like, those were the goals. Instead of going yeah. up to, you know, size 38 or, or 40 pants get back down to 36 or maybe into 34s mm -hmm. and just things like that where it was you know i just started uh managing my life better and and putting things in boxes that i could achieve so that was the thing mm -hmm. for me i think that's great i think that was the perfect step to take is to see okay what's not working what environment you know you what environments or what are my triggers that make me not show up for myself? And if you can get rid of those triggers, take them out of your house, so to speak, right. <laughs> it's going to be easier not to jump into that old baseline and um, be able to stay in that feeling of, oh, yeah, this is where the richness is. This is where the abundance is. This is where, what success will feel like here. And it is, it is sometimes easier to do in community or at least not around people trying to drag you into an old habit that you're moving away from. And it, it is a process, you know, it's one little, it is one little bit at a time, but I think having a really strong why and, and, and goal and, and the reason why has to be big. Sometimes it is helpful, like you were saying, to think of the negative consequences if I take in action, this is where I'm heading. Size 40, hypertension, maybe I'll have to get on medication, X, Y, and Z. Sometimes that is really great fuel for change. Some people do better if they have a goal in mind, like a great success story or something more positive. I think it's important for people to know which one will drive them and, and then lean into that why to continue to show up for yourself, knowing that you're probably not going to be motivated along the way or inspired, but you will continue to show up for yourself with more ease if you're connecting with that anchor, that why of like, this is why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because there's no way I'm buying bigger clothes. I'm no, there's no way I'm going to be this unhealthy guy who is suffering from hypertension and ends up having diabetes and ends up having to be on medication and this is how I go, no way, right? right. And then you could have a vision of a greatness. So whatever it is for each individual listening, 
if you can think of that, that is what will help us all continue to show up, continue to reach our goals. And one of the other factors for me was getting comfortable with how other people were seeing me doing during my, uh, I guess the word you would, I would use, change. Yeah, um, that's a big deal yeah. right there. It's um, I talk about that a lot in my group coaching sessions with both men and women, in regards to it's we're all trying to be relatable. We want to be relatable. Like, you know, if my go, if I go over to a friend's house and she spent all day making all this food, for example, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm good. That's not the food I want to eat, you know, and I'm just saying no to something. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. We are, afraid that we're not going to get some type of approval like we're going to be different now we're not going to be relatable if we keep growing and keep expanding and keep getting healthy and keep getting rich and keep getting amazing right Right. we think oh my gosh i'm not going to have any friends then i'm not going to be relatable and that is i think uh something that continues to hold us back and keep us small and keep us not shining our full radiance and it is, it's not easy to do. It's not. So I, I would want to ask you when you were feeling that pool of like, wow, I'm just not relating to, the, to this community anymore. How did you keep going? I would, what happened then? I would either um, stay attached and explain to them what, what's going on, why I'm doing this, what, you know. Or I would just divorce myself of them if mm-hmm. I couldn't get to that point. Yeah. And, and, and in an odd way, part of the things that I also changed was some financial things. One was starting this podcast, and, and, mm-hmm. there was, and I have another small business on the side that I started and continue to work a full-time job. But... Um, um, Dealing with rejection yeah. from those, you know, people. Well, why you? Why do you think you can start a podcast, or why do you mm-hmm. think you can start this business, or, or you know, a customer reaches out, but they don't think that I'm totally what they're looking for, and and it's like, okay, do how do I deal with that rejection, or you know. It's my listenership to the level I want it to be, and it's, you know, and that's a different um, dichotomy, but it's still yet in all, it's a, it's a level of, of dealing with either rejection or acceptance without, you know, being drunk every night or, yeah. you know, yeah. eating, eating unhealthy unhealthy foods all the time because you know they make me you know they make me feel better and Mm -hmm. um that was another part of this whole picture that i you know i had and i'm still working on these things because they're very active parts of my life but i feel like that i do have them in control yeah yeah rejection is 
are, are one of our biggest fears as humans. We all have a human desire to be approved of, to be loved, okay? Right? We know this. We all need safety. We all need to feel safe and secure. This is a human desire. And we all need approval and love. This is another basic human desire. And when that is being threatened by someone rejecting us, it is hits on that basic human desire. So when somebody is saying giving you a no, or maybe even not just giving you a loving no, but saying it in a way where they're projecting their own insecurities on you by saying, who do you think you are to start a podcast? Right. Right. That is only happening because there's been something in their own life that they have not been able to claim that they want. And they haven't been able to figure out a way to find the courage and the support that they need to step in to something, some areas. Maybe they don't want to start a podcast, but maybe they want to do something they haven't been able to do. And so it's coming from a place of disempowerment when it comes from a place of who do you think you are, right? And this is an important thing to, for all of us to remember so that we are continuing on our right road anyway and knowing that anybody we walk up to who is an empowered being, who is feeling empowered in their life, if somebody is coming up and saying, man, I'm feeling so amazing. I just made a million dollars and I started a podcast and I'm going to Belize next month. They're going to be like, wow, awesome. How'd you do that? How are you able to make that happen? That sounds fantastic. How can I do that? Right? It's going to sound different. Right. And unfortunately, most of us are not walking around empowered. We're walking around disconnected with ourselves and disempowered. And so it comes out this comes out in a, in a sad way, unfortunately. And, and I think that it's important to recognize that so we're not letting it knock us off our road here, our right road, and to know that you can get that basic human desire of love even just from yourself, by loving yourself and surrounding yourself hopefully in community and people that will love you too and cheer you on. Um, in your greatness. And I think that that is really important. And you asked before, like, what is, what is the thing that people need? I think that a lot of people think they're supposed to know better so they are, of course, going to just do better alone. And that's not the case. We have to get support along the way. We have to find people and communities where we are supported in our growth because otherwise we will end up saying, well, yeah, you're right. Who am I to start this podcast? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) And kind of give up. Well, we all want to belong to to something or somebody. Um, Some people make really bad decisions or base their whole life beliefs on uh, believing maybe in (laughs) in the wrong things. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we all want to... We all want to belong or, you know, be a part of something, be a part of a collective, a group, a team, or something. And, I, you know, I've had uh, many years' experience of being connected with other people through athletics. Um, I was an athletic equipment manager for a while. Um, 
I've coached uh, youth programs and done all types of things. Um, you had mentioned the um, that only two percent reach the powerful the the powerful state or state of being powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What is what is that state? Yeah. So it's well. The, let, let's break those two things up. The two percent statistic is from research done with people making New Year's resolution to be healthy and strong in their body, mm-hmm. and they are if they make a New Year's resolution to lose weight, feel good, then only two percent of people actually can do it, and ninety-eight percent of people will do it for some people up to six months, which is pretty good, right. and then go back to um, some. sometimes it's three months, sometimes it's six months, the fall off, and then they go back. So they're not able to keep it by in, before the, the new year. So they have to make the same New Year's resolution over and over again, right? So I call this your healthy state. Like, can you create your healthy state? So that's the subtitle of my book. It's called Lose the Weight, Create Your Healthy State. And right. this is a, the powerful state is the state where you are able to, first of all, connect with what you truly desire. You're able to show up for yourself in that desire and make time for it. And you're able to feel proud of yourself every single day. And it takes a level of being very truthful with yourself. And it takes a vulnerability that I think our culture is just starting to understand is necessary to love more, to essentially feel joy and fulfillment. And we're reprioritizing what we need to do with our time here so that we're no longer doing anybody else's tasks, but our own. We're no longer checking off the boxes of somebody else's agenda, but our own. And when you're feeling empowered, part of that is being able to take care of your basic body needs. It's not separate. Enlightenment is not separate from eating a healthy meal because that's what your body told you to do. <laughs> it is It is being connected to what you're what your intuition, your true nature is saying, or your body wisdom is saying, your body intelligence, it's all the same. So the act of listening, trusting, and following that gut wisdom is how you enter a powerful state. But what happens is we end up in a toxic cycle where we know maybe what to do. We're up at night, it's 10 o'clock, we already ate dinner, and there we are going back into the fridge. We open it, what should I eat? Mm, I need something, I need something, I need something. I'm not satisfied, I'm not satiated. Okay, I'll eat those uh, cookies I bought from Costco. And instead of saying, wow, what am I really longing for? My body is not hungry. I'm addicted to sugar, actually. Maybe I need to clean that up. And what am I really longing for? Oh, when you take that pause, you realize, oh, I'm longing for maybe connection. I'm longing, I'm longing for love. I'm longing for more safety, all of these basic human needs. And how can I go get that and not distract myself with an easy fix? 
like emotional eating or social media or porn, binge watching Netflix. So we all, in my opinion, I think it's a universal just truth. It's not just my belief. I think it's just the truth. We all have the ability to access this wisdom and this internal knowing. And if we can slow down enough to listen to it and trust that what it's saying to us is actually true and then taking action to follow it, regardless of all the excuses and reasons why it's hard, that is how you enter a powerful state. And this is how people will reach their goals and have the experiences they want to have and be up to more purposeful work as well that contributes to the whole. So that's the process of the powerful state and what it entails. Um, I talk in my book about the five pillars of health and how they just can't be overlooked. People are walking around just dehydrated, not going outside, fueling their body improper, not, not properly, not sleeping enough. And all of these things are, it matters so much. And we're like, oh, whatever, I just didn't eat lunch. It's not a big deal. Oh, whatever, I've been sitting for five hours. It's just my life. But it's not. It's actually a huge problem because when you get enough sleep at night, your life will dramatically change. <laughs> when you are not dehydrated, you actually have a lot more energy. Right. When you fuel your body with the proper nutrients, you are, you are vibrating just like this huge amount of, wow, I just have energy. I'm happier for some reason. It's like, yeah, you just ate really healthy for a month. That's what, right? So these things can't be overlooked. We can't overlook just the basics. But we are because, you know, we're making the excuses of I'm busy, it's hard. And we can't, we can't afford to do that. Uh, you hear in the, in the world of dieting the term cheat day. Should there be cheat days? No. I think that I hate that word, actually. <laughs> I, could, I could almost tell that you could. That's why I asked. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the cheat days. I think that it's just an excuse to binge eat, okay? Mm -hmm. um, you're most likely going to feel really bad the next day, and you're most likely going to have a lot of sugar cravings the next day and maybe a couple of weeks in. So I think that I don't think that you have to be perfect 100% of the time, but if you're planning your cheat days, you're planning for a binge, right. and that's not great. So... I would call it something else. Like, you know, I can enjoy, my husband is in the business of wine. Oh. And I can, I, I have access to the best wine in the world. Mm -hmm. And I will definitely enjoy a glass of wine with him every now and then. I will order donuts from this beautiful restaurant called Spruce in San Francisco. The beignets are fantastic. It's not to say we can't just enjoy sugar and wine and treats sometimes, but it's how we're doing it that's not working, first of all. We're, using, we're saying, oh, I deserve this glass of wine. I've had a hard day. I deserve this, this burger. I've been eating great for a whole month. And anytime you're using food as a way to treat yourself because you, you deserve, it's like a deserving because I, I work so hard so I get this, 
it is it is going to leave you in a in a shame cycle over and over and over again. And so if we can instead switch that language to I actually deserve the world. I deserve everything. I just what like there's no like every single human alive deserves everything that they want. Okay? Their bodies do not need alcohol. Their bodies do not need sugar. Their bodies don't even need carbohydrates, any to survive. It needs protein, it needs fat, doesn't actually need carbohydrates, sadly. And you might be a little grumpy, but you don't need it to, to live. So if we tie our food to deserving, we are most likely going to not allow our, ourselves to actually be honest with what you actually deserve, which is everything that you ever wanted ever. And my hope is that people can start to say, wow, you know what? I get to just enjoy this wine because this is what I choose for me. And this is lovely and fun, and this is the experience I just, I'm deciding to have right, right now. And I know when I will stop. I know I can stop anytime I want to. And I'm not going to wake up disappointed in myself because I stop exactly when I want to stop. And that is pleasure. That, 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 that's empowered, too, right. even if it's a donut, Okay. So I know there's a lot going on in the world right now with like fat shaming and you can't say things and all this stuff. And I am just calling BS on all of it. Okay. I'm calling, I'm just going to call BS if that's okay. I'm calling no, BS fine. on all of it. And I don't think that it's, we've got, we kind of swung to the other side. So instead of conforming, especially women, instead of conforming and saying, well, okay, I'm going to be pretty skinny and perfect. You know, kind of giving the finger and saying, well, I'm just going to love my big body and I'm going to eat whatever I want. And da, 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 da. It's just a form of rebellion. Right. And whether you're conforming or rebellion, somebody else has your power. So my hope is that every single person, whether you're man, woman, they, whatever you are claiming you are, you're just stating exactly what you want, truly, and not giving anybody else your power. And that's how you're going to feel really strong in your life and in your day and amplify your life in ways you never thought you could imagine. <laughs> but I think that's my that's why I don't like that word. I know I went off on a tangent there, but no, that's you, you, fine. Used, you used a fun word there for me that I can talk about for a long time. <laughs> well, and you, and you just talked about people basically, as I would say, giving in to... Um, just giving in to laziness, to, you know, not trying. Not, and they all use the same, basically the same comments. I'm, you know, you love me for who I am. Mm -hmm. Or um, mm -hmm. this is my body. This, that, and mm -hmm. the other. Instead of saying, to me, what we should be saying, we shouldn't say the negative stuff either. We just be saying I'm going to try to be the best that I can be yeah yeah and that's it right you know it I, is it is I I have a soda maybe once a month but I don't like put it on the calendar like this is the day I'm going to have soda 
you know, mm-hmm. it'll be, you know, just out of the blue. I said, hey, you haven't had it this month, and go. And then I go, why did I do that? Because <laughs> I felt I feel like crap the rest of that day and a part of the next day until it works its way out of my system. And it's like, huh? I can live without that. And what I found yeah. out, what I've actually more than anything is when it comes to soda, what I'm uh, addicted to, it's not the sugar, it's not the sweeteners, it's not, it's just the carbonation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, so I drink carbonated water. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it, that craving goes away immediately. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's that's great. I think that it's really, I think that you're right. It's not about shaming or calling people names or doing anything like that. Obviously that's never acceptable. It's more of, you know, if we can all just get honest with ourselves about what we're wanting, it's going to make it so that you're not feeling bummed out and uh, about yourself and how you're showing up. You're not bumming out on yourself. You're not uh, essentially moving into self betrayal where you're constantly what I call cheating on yourself again and again and again. Right. Right? You're like, oh, man, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, there I go. I did it again. Right? <laughs> and so if you're in a cycle like that, you just know you're in a, a cycle of, of, of compulsion of something. And when we can um, break that, those compulsions and those addictions, um, that's how we're set free. That's how, you know, self-love, is the answer it's not like we have to say okay i'm not going to love myself anymore yes love your body actually you have to you have to love your body that is the requirement for change as well so it's not through force it's not through the fight of it it's by ease and grace and that that feminine for example you know it's so interesting all the workout programs right now are so insane they're like 70 hard, like the 70 hard, the CrossFit. Right. I mean, even the yoga class. I went to a yoga class for the first time since COVID the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a hit class. It wasn't even, a, it was like, how is this called yoga? It's like not yoga at all. And so it's so, you know, do the thing and sweat and blah and do it. And it's so forced. It's a fight. And I'm like, no, how, how are people supposed to stay consistent with this? with thinking that this is what they're supposed to do for movement. There's no way that people are going to stay consistent with this. So there's, yeah, share with me your thoughts there. No, I was going to say, I always thought yoga was about um, relaxation and flexibility and maybe working through some things mentally as you're going through those things and breathing. And if, mm-hmm. and if you're, uh, to me, if you're pushing yourself through yoga, isn't that the counter reason for doing yoga? Exactly. That's it. It's actually doing more harm, right? So it's not, it's like the opposite of force. It's how calm can you be while you're in a pose, really? How mindful can you be? right here on your mat so that you can hopefully take that mindfulness into everything you do that day. But if you're forcing yourself through a class and then 
you know, you walk out of class, of course you're going to go force yourself to get through your checklist that day as well and your to-do list. So, yeah, I think that there's an interesting, hopefully, shift happening where people are realizing their movement just gets to be consistent. It doesn't, it, there's got to be a work in and a work out. There's got to be the both. There's got to be the masculine, the feminine, the yin and the yang for all of these aspects so that we're able to show up consistently because that's the name of the game. It's can you just be consistent with these things and keep showing up for yourself even if you don't feel like it and making a way where you're creating a plan that is in alignment with the goals that you have and then you're chipping away. You're just going through it. You're like, oh, now there's just an unfolding that gets to happen because I'm doing it with ease and not by force. So, yeah. I mean, you've hit so many on so many things that are probably chapters in your book, such as um, how to get out of the, the state of uh, stress. Mm -hmm. And for me who suffers from anxiety, that's uh, that's the number one thing in my life, is to yeah. walk, <laughs> to eliminate stress, but mm -hmm. not make it stressful, <laughs> right? You know, because there's sometimes I find myself creating more stress to walk away from stress. And, and it, to me, it should just be an easy. Uh, which is also one of your parts, and maybe you want to speak about it more, where it becomes effortless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to speak on that. You know, stress, stress is a, a fun word to play with, and I, I suffered from a lot of anxiety in my life as well, and knowing how to have the effective tools to cope with the crazy world we live in and knowing what your non-negotiables non are for yourself so that you can honor what you need to honor and make time for what you need so that you are um, able to walk around with a little bit more ease is important. So. I'll see if I can share with your audience here just a couple nuggets that they can take away from because it's a big topic, but let's see if we can give some value here to some people. Um, one thing we have to do is we have to realize first that some of our stress that we are experiencing is most likely just fear. We have to just call it fear, like we're afraid of something. Right. So anytime you're stressed or you say I have anxiety or something like that, if we can just say, oh, I'm afraid of something right now, what am I afraid of? Right. Am, because am when I, we – yeah, I, go ahead. Is my boss mad at me or did I, mm -hmm. uh, did I lose something? Or, yeah, uh, there you go. Is this mm -hmm. person going to break up with me or, yes. uh, or is that going to really cost – a lot of money to get done, you know, and you sit and worry, and it's like, and I find myself, when I get that way, to find ways to attack it, the, whatever the issue is. And That's maybe, it. Maybe it comes out a little bit sideways sometimes, but mm -hmm. 
but at least for me, I'm not running from the issue anymore, and I'm not wallowing in the stress. I'm just, okay, let's, let's you know, and it could be an uncomfortable conversation with your boss, but at least, mm -hmm. at least I'm trying to eliminate it. Yeah, I think that all of what you said is true. So if we can just get honest with, okay, name it specifically, like you just gave some great examples, right? My boss is mad, so-and-so is going to break up with me, X, Y, and Z. Like this is like the recession is coming, <laughs> COVID is everywhere, like whatever it is, you know, that we're in a fear state about. If we can name it, it actually allows us to be more clear, first of all, about what's going on. And then you're, as you're saying, there might be steps to take so that you can take some empowered action there, right? Like, oh, I'm going to have a hard conversation that might be uncomfortable with my boss or my partner or whoever. Sometimes we don't have something we can do immediately. So I want to address that for, I'm sure that's coming up for people who are listening right now. And I think that what we are, what people must do is not try to fix it if we don't have to try to fix the anxiety we're just oh i feel anxious it's not like i'm going to try to make myself better because i fucked up somewhere oh i'm sorry i just cut but i just like messed up in some big way and now i've got to like you know fix it if we can just check in with our bodies and say, wow, I feel anxious. Where am I feeling this in my body? Let me just breathe for a moment and check in with myself and slow down enough so I'm not into reaction mode. I'm not like reacting and getting to respond. I'm responding to what is coming up instead of reacting. That is, that can be very powerful for people to say, I don't actually need to change anything. Let me just feel it for a minute so that it actually can move through me. But if we're constantly trying to fix our anxiety because we think we've done something wrong or there's danger ahead, it's most likely going to just circle back at you again because you actually didn't get to actually feel it. You didn't let it move through you. An emotion is just energy that wants to move through your body. An emotion is energy in motion. So if you can sit with that feeling and know it's not going to kill you and breathe and see where it's, where it's holding in your body and then from there ask yourself, okay, what, do I, what is my empowered action here? What do I need to do? And sometimes it's going to give you, like your intuition is going to give you the most simple, mundane answer. It's going to say, go to bed. It's going to say, you know, clean out that bag that's been sitting right there for two weeks. Like, put your books away. Close your laptop. Put your phone down. It's going to give you, like, just basic things to do. But if we can know, okay, that's exactly what I need to do now. It's time to shut off my computer and go to bed. That is what we can move towards. So part of it is, I guess, to, to outline this a bit, is can we get honest with our, our, our what, what stress is really and just see if we can name the fear what it is we have to we might have to ask ourselves a couple of times like oh i'm scared i didn't do a good job on that project 
and that means my boss might be mad at me, and that means I might lose my job, and that means what to you, and that means what to you. Like, you kind of have to ask yourself a couple of times to get down to the root of what you're actually afraid of, Mm -hmm. and then feel it in your body, and then let your nervous system know that, oh, I love you. Oh, you're safe. I love you. You're safe. Like, I will say it using my name. Olivia, I love you. Olivia, you're safe. And let my nervous system know I'm okay. And then I can ask myself, okay, what's my empowered action? I think if we can do it in that order, instead of jumping into distraction, numbing, or even trying to respond right away, that will allow us to have a better um, experience. Like, we'll be able to actually have it move through us. We're not reacting and responding. I, I, I witnessed, earlier today, I witnessed um, <laughs> a stressful situation, but it's, and it's basically little to nothing. I'm in a gas line at a Costco. And people are jockeying their cars in position to get into lanes. And this woman is just getting frustrated. And her arms are waving. And, you know, she's a car in front of me, but there's a car in front of her. And she's trying to tell the guy to pick, basically tell the guy to pick a lane. And they (laughs) both wound up picking the wrong lanes because their tanks are in the opposite sides that they need to be on. Whereas they'd have worked together and and maybe she calmed down just a little. He could have gone to the side because he was the first in line. Gone to the side that worked for him and then she would have gone to the side that worked for her and things would have been in the end things would have been less stressful because they didn't have to take the holes and try to reach it all the way around um, the back of end of their car <laughs> to fill their tank i love that example and i'm just sitting there going let's see if they work it out work it out cross <laughs> cross cross they're not gonna cross okay yeah and yeah. You know, she, she drove to a different spot in a huff and wound up being on the wrong side of the tanks. And he wound up being on it. And I just like, eh. This was so yeah. easy to fix. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because, you know, we've all been there and we can laugh about it. We can both laugh and be like, oh gosh, because we have, we are all human. We all do stupid things. We mm-hmm. have been there. We have been that person, right? And so that's why. We can just, if we can, this is moving into like, how do you create your effortless state from here? Mm -hmm. Is to just notice your humanity. Be able to be, decide that you're going to be aware and not take yourself too seriously. And it's important that we are obviously making time for what we need, okay? My opinion, you gotta honor your body honor your sensitivity, honor your creative ambition, and honor your introvert. You probably need to spend some time alone sometimes, even if you're not an introvert. And so if you can honor these four aspects of yourself and you can delegate tasks that are not yours to do on this planet or stop doing, 
and decide that the work that is for you, you are going to make fun. It is your job to make it fun. No matter what, you get to make it fun and in celebration and celebrate yourself and laugh at yourself when you mess up. That's how we create our effortless state. So if I was that person in the car doing the thing, being mad at the person, and then I ended up in the wrong line anyway, and then I had to put the hose around, if I can have that experience of being that person, and then I can come home and say, talk to my husband and say, oh my gosh, babe, you will not believe how I acted today. And just be honest, <laughs> you know, and say, wow, let me see what, it, what happened today so I can clean that up a little bit. What, what was going on? Oh, I was hungry. I didn't eat lunch. Or, oh, this conversation happened that made me stressed out and annoyed and I got in my fear state. It's kind of being a detective in your life to see what's going on in regards to the days that go really well and the days that don't. Can you just be a detective and decide to say, oh, I'm curious about myself and my life and decide to make this fun, the work that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to make it fun. Yeah, as we wrap up this conversation, Olivia, first I want to, again, thank you for your time and um, also thank you for the, the gift that you will be, you have given and will continue to give, which is health, good health for people who want to take the journey. It's not easy, but it is very rewarding. Um, as it's stated, you know, I went through it myself and I need to fine-tune it myself a little bit here on some things and um, and uh, continue on this path. Again, can you give me the highlights of the, or the, just the, the name of the five pillars of uh, your five pillars of, of health? Yeah, I'd be happy to lay those out. So the five pillars of health are hydration, properly hydrating your body with water, properly fueling your body with the proper food, being sure that you're getting enough sleep every day, which is eight hours of sleep every day. Making sure that you're going outside and being in nature every single day. And making sure that you're moving your body every day. And that movement can be a work-in session where you're just moving and walking. You don't have to breathe heavy. You could be stretching. You could be doing your physical therapy work, you're just doing some movement for you, or it can be a workout where you're sweating, where you're doing some push-ups, or you're working strength and working out hard. But it has to encompass both, the work-in and the workout, and that's the movement pillar. So those are the five pillars of health. And Olivia, uh, can you tell my listeners where they can find your book? Yes, so I would be happy to, you can all, you can find it on Amazon, but I would love to give a free copy, a free downloadable copy to your audience. If you go to losetheweightbook.com, so it's losetheweightbook.com, you will be able to download a free PDF copy so you can get started on it and have it and use it and search for different terms as well um, if you don't want to read the whole thing. And um, different chapters might resonate with different people. So I would love to gift that and um, to have people go there to communicate and be in touch with me as well. And what other ways can they reach out to you to get your wonderful uh, advice? So I, um, 
My name is Olivia Fish. I am everywhere online. So if you type in O-L-I-V-E, like Olive, Y-A-H, so Olive is kind of pronounced like Olivia, and then Fish, F-I-S-C-H. Um, that is my website. That's my Instagram, Facebook. Um, and you can download the book, and then you can subscribe to my newsletter. I put a newsletter out every week to my audience. And there's places to communicate uh, with me through, through there as well. Um, but I, the best way is to go to losetheweightbook.com, get my free book. And when you do, you can subscribe to my newsletter. And then we can be in touch there. There's contact information on that page as well. Well, I, I know you've been... I hope for me today to, like I said, fine-tune some things. I know I haven't been sleeping as much as I need to be sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm lacking one of the five, that is the one that I'm probably lacking. And, uh, yeah. but, <laughs> uh, but also, just your encouragement, your empowerment, and just um, thank you for, you know, willing to help others and hopefully some people in my you know i told my supervisor today at work who i was uh what my topic was going to be for uh podcast today and he goes make sure i get a link because <laughs> i can <laughs> i need to lose some weight so yeah well that's great i think that that's the perfect way to approach it too is Look at those five pillars of health that are outlined in the book and the ones I just said if you didn't, don't download the book and say, well, which one of these does my gut know I need to pay attention to the most, right? Which one is going to make the biggest difference, even if it's the hardest one to do, right? Which is usually, usually the case. And that is the way to go. Just take that one pillar and say, all right, this is what I get to work on. This is what I'm going to feel really proud of myself about and do a hundred percent how am i going to make that happen what do i have to have in place in my life right now so that this can happen with ease and and, and be fun even and if we can play that game that's how we end up on top you are correct <laughs> um, <laughs> like i said i need to work on sleeping and not you know my biggest thing is ignoring that i'm tired which yeah. is not a good thing. And I'm Yeah. I started last week I was on vacation you know, getting eight hours and knowing when to go to sleep. Mm hmm So that's the big one for me. So just well, I'm excited to hear from you. I'd love to get get an update from you and let sure. me know how that's going after a few weeks, okay? You got my info. Right. And one more time. Uh, how do they reach you? You can reach me at losetheweightbook.com, and that's the best way, easiest thing to remember, I think. <laughs> so go to losetheweightbook.com, and all my information is there, and you will get a free copy of my book. All right. Uh, thanks again so much, Olivia. I really appreciate it. And um, any final words for my audience? Oh, nothing. This has been such a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate you bringing in examples of your own life and what's happening for you, too. This is um, a level of, 
conversation and vulnerability that I think is so necessary in the world. So great job starting the podcast. Congratulations. Well, I'm excited for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. This has been Olivia Fish here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast and prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby, yeah! Welcome back to the JB's Low Tech Podcast as we wrap this up. Um, again, thank you for listening. You can, I can be heard on Podbean, on Apple Podcasts. And also, I've been informed by a listener, Brad, Bradley Andrews, an entity called Overcast. I'm going to have to check that out. But he says he can actually get my podcast on that. So I didn't even know. So again, thanks for listening. Invite a friend. Support my sponsor, Mike Bryant. Wonderful guy. And also, get to moving. Do the things. Get healthier. We're only here for a short time. And you need to help yourself be here as long as you can to uh, help and love others. So take care. And until next time, this has been the JB's Low Tech Podcast. J.B. is my name, and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Fight on. Negro. Black. African American. Black. 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 Django. J.B. Damn. Dolomite. Great card in heaven, you know. J.B. Our great Negro sex machine. <laughs>